0: of like to think of God as a loving, gentle God. And of course He is. But God is also a God of anger and ultimately of judgement. And that, as we hurtle towards Christmas, is an unsettling, a conflicting thought. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to be taking a look at God, the God both of anger and of love, from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called This is a Special Time. And I'd love to send you a free copy to help the wonder of Christmas and what it means for the rest of your life explode in your heart. When we think of God, we love to think of him as kind of a a gentle and loving dad. And of course, he is those things. But there's another side to God, and if we don't get that side, we miss the point of Christmas. I mean, Jesus taught us to call God Dad, and of course, Dads are kind and loving. But there's also another very important side to every good dad, and sometimes that involves tough love. And so it is with our Father in Heaven. God has a great plan for us to have an eternal and wonderful relationship with Him. But when we rebel, ultimately, that invokes His anger and His judgment. It may not be how we want to think of him, but he's not some soft, cuddly toy. He's God. And unless we get a handle on that side of our dad in heaven, my hunch is we can't begin to understand what Christmas is all about. Well, Christmas is preoccupation and presents and pressure and parties and all that stuff that we do in December, in those days and those weeks leading up to that big celebration. And you get there and it can be really quite an empty and hollow experience, so exhausted we can't enjoy even our family, let alone celebrate what it is that God did on that very first Christmas. So many people seem to lead a life without peace, without that real peace and contentment, that that deep thing that brings us joy and satisfaction in life. You know what I'm talking about. Yesterday on the program we had a look at why that was. Because God's kind of made us and hardwired us to have a relationship with him. And when we rebel, when we turn away, when we go our own way and we say, you know, I can actually live my life without God, we declare war on God. We ignore him. We turn our backs on him. You, know, you can even say you believe in God and you believe in Jesus and yet still live a life of rebellion against him. He has this awesome plan, I will be your God And you will be my people. God has a plan which put us in this awesome creation for us to have a relationship with him and we rebel. Adam and Eve did it, Israel did it, you and me, we do it. The name Israel literally means to struggle with God. And way back in the Old Testament, Ezekiel, one of the prophets of the Old Testament, was sent by God to explain God's judgment on his people. And it was a real judgment. Israel rebelled against God. God put him in the promised land, the land of milk and honey. He blessed them. He gave them enough food. He gave them safety. He gave them a beautiful place to live. And they went off and they worshipped other gods. They went off and, and instead of obeying God, they, they looked like all the other nations around them. And God was a patient God. He let this go on for centuries. But there came a point when he'd send prophet after prophet to call them back into relationship with him. And he said, that's it. So he sent the Babylonians to destroy Jerusalem, to destroy the temple, to kill many of his people, and to take the rest, the remnant, the rump, into slavery in in Babylon. This isn't some parable. This isn't some story. I'd encourage you, if you've got a Bible, go and grab it and and have a read of these first 20-odd chapters of the book of Ezekiel. It makes really sad reading. It was real judgment. People were killed. And then God departed from them and left them alone because they had rejected him. And you might say, man, that's not the sort of message I want to hear leading up to Christmas. That's not the sort of God I want some joker on the radio telling me about. But let me tell you something. That's a part of who God is. And unless I tell you about him, I'm not doing my job. This sort of soft, fluffy, toy image of God is not where he's at. And knowing God as he truly is, we've just got to do that to really get our hearts around the enormity of his gift at Christmas time. Being a dad's a funny thing. There are all sorts of different bits to the role. Kind, loving, gentle, encouraging. Absolutely. Our kids need that. They need to grow up in a house where they know that they are accepted and that they're safe. A place where they can make mistakes and learn. But being a dad is also about setting boundaries. It's about establishing an understanding of right and wrong through what we say and what we do. It's about taking our kids and letting them grow in responsibility. And it's such an important part of those teenage years where they learn, sometimes painfully, to take on more and more responsibility for themselves. And sometimes being a dad involves anger. Sometimes it involves punishment. I don't know about other dads, but I'd rather not have to go there. But neither will I shy away from that for our kids' benefit. If I'm just some soft, cuddly toy type of dad, then my kids aren't going to learn some of the hard lessons they have to learn. It's not easy some days, but there you go. And as they grow into young adulthood, and they're more responsible for themselves, so long as they live under our roof, Jackie's and mine, they have to play it by our rules, whether they like it or not. Now, we love them. We want to have a relationship with them. But ultimately, if they don't want to submit to our authority as young adults, it's time for them to find somewhere else to live. It's part of the tough love of being a dad. And I think that's the picture of our dad in heaven. The cry of God's heart is that I will be your God and you will be my people. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, God keeps saying that. He's got this passion to have a relationship with you and me. In the Old Testament, it's called the covenant. There's a binding promise between God and his people. You can read about it if you have a Bible. Go to Leviticus chapter 26, and you can read about the rewards and the punishment in that promise. God says, look, if, if you want to be my people, I'll be your God, and here are all the blessings I'll pour out on you, but if you want to rebel against me, this is the punishment that's going to befall on you. The whole history of Israel in the Old Testament is about them trying to obey God and rebelling against him. And Ezekiel speaks God's judgment, God's horrible judgment to them in the midst of their exile, which came as a result of their rebellion. You and me, we've rebelled against him too. Does he want to judge and punish us? Is that the main thing on his heart? No. I will be your God. You will be my people. But he is God, he's Lord, he's Father, and there comes a point when enough is enough. The truth is, we all have sinned. We've all rebelled. We all fall short of God's glory. And our rebellion is our declaration of war against God. And Christmas, Christmas, is God's proactive declaration of peace. Not just a judicial peace, not just forgiveness, although it is that, and that's really important, but a relational peace, a fellowship. Anger, judgment, punishment are God's last resort. But at the end of the day, that is where we're headed. And He sent Jesus to pay the price to suffer the punishment and the judgment that you and I should have. On that night in Bethlehem, he gave us his son, his declaration of peace for anyone who would accept him. The decision is yours and mine. I can't make that decision for you. We can rush into Christmas and pretend like it's about credit cards and presents or can hear God's cry, I will be your God and you will be my people. is such a special time, a time for us to revel in the fact that God sent his son into this world, for us, for me, for you, and a time to look forward to the rest of our lives as we contemplate the new year that will soon be upon us. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet. It's called, not surprisingly, (laughs) This is a Special Time time for you to really enter into the joy of Christmas, to reimagine what Jesus can mean to the rest of your life through 30 short daily Christmas and New Year devotions. Because God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that God will cause the wonder of the Christmas story and what it all means for the rest of your life to explode in your heart through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on one 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or one 722 415 Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.